0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pinion. and I'm bringing you today's word for December 7, 2018. I'm excited. This morning It's a Friday morning. I love closing out the week strong, heading into the weekend strong. What I'm going to do now, because I'm, I'm getting towards the end of the year, and in January, I'm going to teach something else. So I really need to kind of fast forward this thing. I could take my time. This, I could be teaching David for, for months, but I'm not going to do that. So today I'm going to recap for you 1 Samuel chapters 19 through 22, right? All of those chapters. The title of today's message is God is up to something. At the end of the day, um, you're going to see here in the life of David where David, when he got to his lowest point, when the Lord saw that he really couldn't take it anymore, then he did something. There was a turnaround that started for David and he started to go down, uh, you know, or go up (laughs) the right path to become the man that he was called to be. And so I I really appreciate this story and I appreciate the stories in the Bible because we can glean from them. We can see uh, what god did for someone else he can do for us because he's not a respecter of persons so i already told you how that crazy story where david's wife kind of set up uh, uh like a, a statue in the bed and and goat's head and made it look like david was was still sleeping and she let him out of the window and he took off right so he took he took off and um he went to rama he went to rama to see the prophet samuel basically it was like man all of this started when you showed up in my life, in my house, I was just fine, minding my own business, when you showed up, and, and anointed me to be the next king of Israel, and now my life is going crazy, and then the king found out that David was in Ramah, and so, so he sent his troops to Ramah on a killer capture mission, I mean, they were there, it was like, you could bring him back alive, whatever, or kill that joker, I mean, so they, they were there to kill David, David found out that they were on the way, so he took off, and they, but before he left, he was like, man, I really want to see Jonathan, so he kind of snuck and found a way to talk to Jonathan, his best friend in the world, the king's son, he's like, man, why is, why is your dad trying to kill me, he's like, I don't know, he's tripping, and so they had this conversation, and Jonathan vowed his life to David, uh, and uh, you know that actually became prophetic later, but he was like, he vowed his life to David, and David was like, all right, fine, they do their goodbyes, And he takes off. And then this time he took off to a town of Nob. And when he got there, he went to see Ahimelech, the priest. And so he goes up to Ahimelech, the priest. And Ahimelech was like, whoa, why is David here? And David lied. He was like, well, I'm here from the king. The king sent me on a mission. And uh, I'm here on a king's mission. And uh, guess what? I I left and uh, I didn't really bring any food. So do you have any food? And the king was like, well, it's the Sabbath. I don't really have any food. I don't have any. He was like, give me some bread. It was like, well, we don't have any bread. It's the Sabbath. I can't cook. I can't do anything. The only bread we have is show bread, you know, like the holy bread. And that's really reserved for just priests. And David was like, forget all that. I, I'm hungry. And so he ate the holy bread that he was not supposed to eat. And then he was like, Oh, yeah, one more thing. Um, I kind of left in a hurry and I didn't Take a sword or a spear with me. Do you have any weapons? He was like, well, weapons? No, I'm a priest. I don't have weapons. But actually, back here, wrapped up, we do have the sword that used to belong to Goliath that you actually used to cut Goliath's head off. We've been holding that thing. He was like, man, give me that sword. So he gives him the sword, and then he takes off again. And this time, he goes to the, to the land of Gath. But when he got to Gath, the king of Gath, his name was uh, King uh, Achish. And Achish heard that David was in town. I was like wait a minute this is isn't this the david that those women were singing a song saul has killed the thousands and david his tens of thousands so is david like the king of israel or something and if he's the king of israel what is he doing in my kingdom wait a minute are we about to fight and so the king gets his soldiers ready and they go and david found out that the soldiers were coming to me like oh man what do i do now and this is crazy that's what i'm saying you got to read the bible this is better than move and better than the movies so david He's there like he's like, I really don't have no power over these people. I have one sword and these people are coming. He's like, what do I do? All right, fine. So he pretended to be insane. The Bible says that he went scratching on doors. He allowed the saliva to fall from his uh, beard. So he was drooling and scratching on doors and acting crazy. (laughs) And so the king says and they grabbed David and brought him to the king while he's acting crazy. And the king says, why do you have to bring me a madman? We already have enough crazy people around here. And why should I let this person be my guest? And so while they're trying to figure out what to do with David, he took off again. And this time he went to Adullam. And so now he's taken off. He goes to Adullam and he runs into a cave and he finds refuge in a cave. And I can just imagine now this is where. This word really started ministering to me. God is up to something. This word blessed me already this morning. I believe it's gonna be a blessing to you. He gets to this cave. He's at the at rock bottom. All you know, he was just fine living a humble life in Bethlehem with his family, tending sheep. When this doggone prophet showed up, and the prophet anointed him, and now his life is going crazy. He went from a nobody to a a a national he got national notoriety he became a hero people were calling out and singing his name he became a member of the royal family he moved into the palace all of that stuff happened and now he's on the run and the king wants to kill him and he's public enemy number one and all of this started just because the hand of god was on his life and he was like man i was minding my own business and so he's there at rock bottom in a cave all by himself without his wife, without his friends, without his best friend in the world, without his family. He, he's hungry. He's just sitting there at rock bottom. Boom. And his turnaround started. So seemingly out of nowhere. David's brothers and his relatives show up in the cave. Isn't that a blessing? I mean, like that's unexpected in the story. Right. The last thing you would expect. David's brothers didn't even like him. The last thing you would expect is for his brothers and his family to show up in the cave, and they're like, "Yo, David, we heard what's going on with you. You still our brother, man. We love you. We're here to support you." And then all of a sudden, other men started showing up—people that didn't like the king, people that were discontent with the king, people that were in debt. These men that were on the run, and they started showing up, and they pledged their allegiance to David. And they're like, "We're here for you, and and so you lead us, sir." I'm getting chills even thinking about it. So it was like, "Sir, you lead us. You tell us what to do. We we're, we're here. We're we're pledging our allegiance." to you, sir, to you, David. And so so all of a sudden, David, who was a general in Saul's army, now becomes a commander of what's known as David's mighty men. And so with this newfound inspiration, David is like, yeah, I'm ready to do something. He comes out of the cave and he goes to Moab and he's like, well, I got to put my mom and dad somewhere before I really start going on this journey. Whatever God is doing, I know God is up to something. I don't know what he's doing. And so he goes to the king of Moab and he says, sir, please, will you allow my father and my mother to live with you here until, watch this, until I know what God is doing for me. He says, listen, I need to put my mother, I need to put my father here with you because God is up to something in my life and I don't know what it is but I just need to put them here until I know what God is doing for me. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers but I know God is up to something. Sir, can you hold my parents until I know that God is up to something for me? I'm telling you, he took them. David came up with his own witness protection program and he took his parents who were living in Bethlehem and he took them all the way to Moab on the other side of the Salt Sea where no one would be looking for them and he left them there because he knew that God was up to something and he was waiting to see what God was going to do for him. Glory to God. I mean, he went from from running on the run by himself all alone to boom, he becomes a, a commander of David's mighty men and his family is there and everybody's there to support him and they're like, we got your back, David. And so this was the day that the turnaround started to where David could lift up his eyes and see himself as the next king of Israel someday because God was up to something. Glory to God. What does this mean to you today? I'm going to try to give you six things real quick, but I'm telling you, God is up to something in your life. Number one, being destined for greatness does not mean that you're not going to face challenges. It may mean that you face more challenges than you ever thought you were ever going to face in your life, but the hand of God is on you. Number two, when you hit rock bottom, God becomes your only source. At that point, David had tried a bunch of crazy stuff. He was lying. He did the whole saliva thing, acting like a man, man. He was trying to do all this stuff on his Own when he got to the cave, he had nothing else to do, all his energy was spent, he had no other options. At that point, boom, God was able to work in his life. It is the grace of God where you end, God can begin. I'm telling you, God is up to something. Number three, when you've done all that you can, God is free to perform His perfect will in your life. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament said, My my grace this is he had a conversation with God and God says my grace is sufficient for you my power God says is only made perfect when you're weak when you're when you're getting out of the way so paul went on to say it is clear that when i am weak when when i can't do it then I am strong. God is free to do it in my life. Number four, God has a way of turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Glory to God. What the devil meant for evil, God can turn it around for your good. Number five, get your hopes up. Look at me. Get your hopes up. Why, Rick? Because God is up to something in your life. Are you excited? David got excited. You need to get excited about it. Number six. And finally, last thing. There is a blessing waiting for you on the other side of the storm. David had to get through all the things that he had. Listen, and even still, he still has more stuff to get through. But he had to get through what he had to get through to become the king of Israel. You're going to have to get through what you get through to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. There is a blessing waiting for you on the other side of the storm say amen to that i want you to close out this week strong i want you to head into this weekend strong i want you to speak and prophesy over your life say this say father i thank you for never leaving nor forsaking me i don't have to hit rock bottom to know that you're my source i look to you every day in every way you are the author and finisher creator and sustainer, beginning and end, all and all in my life. It is in you that I live and move and have my being. When I'm tired, tired of doing things on my own, it is then that I am made strong and empowered by your spirit because I yield to you. So I declare, Father, that you are free to bring about your will In my life, you turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. What the devil meant for evil, you will turn it around for my good. You are up to something in my life, and I'm excited about it. So I enter this day with fearless confidence and great expectations. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. It's Friday morning. On Fridays, I remind you that we have a podcast. Go to the iTunes store. We have an app. Go to any app store. Get it. Go to uh, uh, YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick At the end of the day, listen, I want you to get your hopes up. I told you in January of this year that this would be a year of expectation for us. In this moment, when he hit rock bottom in a cave, he started to lift up his expectations. I want you to do the same thing. God is up to something in your life. And before you leave this screen, please share this message with someone that you know. I love you and God loves you. Open up your heart to what he wants to do in you. God bless you.